Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. NFL Conference Championships are set. It's going to be San Francisco at Philadelphia for the NFC, and then also Cincinnati at Kansas City for the AFC. Those are your four final four in the NFL after Sunday's game, we're going to get on all of that. First, we're going to start with uh, a report that may not be really news around these parts if you follow Sports Day Tampa Bay or read the Tampa Bay Times or TampaBay.com. Uh, Ian Rappaport, I think, started the day on Sunday that um, he quoted two players anonymously, both with sort of one-liners that, boy, it sure didn't feel like Tom was coming back, Tom Brady, coming back to the Bucks, and then, and then eventually he quoted Brady from the podium. Pretty sure, Steve, we talked about that um, the very night that Brady lost the, the game to the Dallas Cowboys, that there was nothing in those sound bites that made you think that this wasn't his last game. Now... Again, you know, I think I believe Brady and I believe those around Brady who say he's not going to make the mistake of announcing what he's doing right away as he did last year. That was, you know, probably not a good idea. When you run a marathon, you probably want to wait a few days, heal up some before you sign up for the next one. But um, having said all that, and with the firings of, you know, nine assistants, especially the entire, mostly the entire offensive staff, with the exception of the run game coordinator and the offensive line coach, curiously enough, we don't know if that's going to make it more likely or less likely that Brady would return because some of those coaches he's close to, not necessarily Byron Leftwich because that didn't work out. Clyde Christensen would be one. And we don't know who the Bucks would eventually bring in. But regardless, Brady would have to learn a new offense. If he's going to learn a new offense, I don't know. Maybe he'd want to learn it in another franchise or with another franchise that's having more success. So that report didn't surprise me, nor did I think it was necessarily news. And it's speculation to begin with because we don't know when Brady will make his decision. I'm going to guess, however, Steve, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong about this. I think he's waiting to see how it all turns out in the playoffs for, I don't know, maybe the San Francisco 49ers. Well, so you're not a break. Uh, I'm sorry, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy guy. I mean, I mean, here's the thing, and everyone's, you know, uh, look, Brock's done well coming in. You're your third string quarterback Fantastic. in your rookie season, yeah. and, and you're leading Amazing. your team to the conference championship. Fantastic. Do I think he's the starting quarterback in San Francisco next year? I do not. It's Trey Lance's job, mm-hmm. unless you decide to go after a Tom Brady. Yeah. But I, I don't, and, you know, I mean, like I said, Brock's doing good, and it's a it's a good story. But Trey Lance is their quarterback. Barring he doesn't recover from the injury or has a really horrible camp. Right. Yeah, I mean, at best, it's a competition, right? At best. And, mm-hmm. if, and at worst, it's you still realize we gave up three number ones for Trey Lance, and all he did was get hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... And and I think if Brock look if Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl for you right and he's a big reason why you win and he's been a reason why they've won six in a row now mm-hmm. um, maybe not the biggest reason but if he does that right if he's a rookie that can come in here and win you a Super Bowl 
then you're saying, all right, now everyone's competing with him for the starting job. I mean, but you still have well, that would be the Tom Brady story. That that's right. Yes, it would. You'd be knocking out not not a veteran necessarily this time. It's not Drew Bledsoe because Bledsoe actually played. Although he did replace Garoppolo because yeah, it was Lance first, then Garoppolo, and that's who he came in and replaced. But that's right. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't replace. Yeah, he didn't replace Lance. I mean, the whole the whole San Francisco quarterback thing is crazy, right? And the guy no one's talking about, by the way, is Brian Greasy. Brian mm-hmm. Greasy is their quarterback's coach, first time ever coaching. And all he did was have three of them in one year, and he's gotten them all three of them ready to play. And Garoppolo didn't – he was persona non grata during training camp. They didn't even let him show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so after Lance got hurt, they got him ready, and he got hurt. And I think they were uh, three and four when they started, you know, started the season and started the run. And then Garoppolo came back in, took over, played well. He got hurt. Now you're on your third quarterback. He's a rookie, seventh-round pick, last pick in the draft. And you get that kind of mileage out of Brock Purdy. Brian Greasy knows some football. And he is, he's obviously doing a nice job as, as a quarterback's coach of that team. And I know Shanahan's going to get a lot of credit, rightfully so. But let's not forget about Grease. But I, I think that, listen, if the 49ers are going to go to Philadelphia. Now here's, having watched all the games this weekend, how dominant were the Eagles, by the way, over the oh, Giants? And, 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 you know, we talked about this. A division playoff game usually right. is tough. Yeah. Third time. Yeah, usually that's, that's, a, that's not a particular team that's won twice, not a favorable matchup for. Mm-mm. Or at least Mm-mm. it's a lot tougher. But they, mm-hmm. they, I mean, they controlled that game from the jump, and that, it wasn't even close. No. No, they completely dominated the Giants, who had had a nice game and some confidence coming in, and and they beat them in every way you can beat a team. They ran the ball down their throats. Mm-hmm. They got pressure on the quarterback. They played good run defense, and they protected Jalen Hurts, which is not an easy thing to do now with that shoulder injury. He had been practicing going down on his left shoulder. He did everything you wanted him to do. He hit the deep ball um, early in the game. He ran. He ran power play. He ran plays that were design runs. He got himself out of bounds. He got down. Uh, he protected himself, and that defense was tremendous. Um, you know they they shut down the Giants like nobody shut them down in a while. Daniel Jones looked like the guy that you probably don't want to resign. A week earlier, it was like, oh no, Danny Dimes, man, we found our franchise quarterback. Eh, eh, not so fast. Um, I didn't think he looked that good, and had no time, by the way, uh, because the the Eagles' pass rush was was all over. Look, the Eagles. I think with Jalen Hurts is the most complete team, okay? Because you have to include their quarterback, who's very, very good and has improved a lot each season. Now he's he's a, he's beat up, he's nicked up, and he's one hit away, as a lot of teams are, especially with that shoulder that you don't know quite what you're going to get, right? If if he gets if he gets beat up, but no question that you're going to take a Jalen Hurts with that Eagles team at home. And they're not favored by much. What did you say? It was like a point and a half or something like that? Yeah. At Philadelphia. One and a half. I think the over-under is 45. Yeah, which is not a lot of points given the fact that they're at home. But I I just think that they're the most complete team. And if they play their game, I I think the Niners are going to have a tough time. Listen, what Brock Purdy has done is is tremendous. I remember Sean King won five straight games and was in the NFC Championship and couldn't score enough points, especially when they fell behind late in the game. I feel that way about Brock Purdy. I don't know that he's going to bring you back, per se. I, I think that the 49ers' defense is so elite that when they do get a lead on you, now listen, he took him down and got a touchdown, and 
Um, George Kittle, Kittle made a circus catch, right? Like that, that guy is an absolute stud, by the way. I mean, uncoverable, tough as hell, um, good on his feet, like does everything right. And the, and the play he made to help them sustain the touchdown drive that gave them the lead was great. Um, but I thought, you know, I mean, we can talk about Dak Prescott and, and Dallas and all of that in a minute too. But to me, Purdy has never found himself, even now, in a situation where down by three, down by seven, two minutes to go, four minutes to go, I want to see if he can do it. I, I'm not convinced he can. You know, when it gets really tight out there, you know, it took a circus catch to help them sustain that drive and get down the field and score a touchdown. But I'm, I don't know. You know, I thought Dallas did a good job of shutting down the run for the most part, the shutdown Christian McCaffrey for most of the game. I mean, this kid's been unbelievable, right? I mean, he's got 14 touchdown passes, two interceptions in seven games. You'd take that from any quarterback. You'd take that from Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can't you can't fault him for that. He's been terrific. But in a tight game, trailing at Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts on the other side, um, MVP candidate, you know, a lot of momentum for the Eagles, uh, pretty well rested. They had a bye week, and then they beat the living crap out of out of the Giants. I think it's going to be a really tough game for the Niners, even as good as their defense is. It's going to be really tough, and it'll be probably a defensive game for the most part, much like the Dallas game was. But I just don't know that Brock is 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 going to do it. Now we started this conversation about Tom Brady, right? And so if Brady's not, let's just assume, for the argument's sake, Steve, Brady's not coming back to Tampa, and I've kind of felt that way for a while. And there's a lot of reasons for it, right? Who's the coordinator? You're going to learn a new offense. All right, if I'm going to learn a new offense, why wouldn't I want to learn a new offense at a in, in, with a better team? If that's what I'm going to do, um, and forgetting the personal stuff, which I have no clue how much that will factor or not factor. I really don't know. You know, I've had people tell me in the organization he's not going to go to San Francisco. It's way too far, or Las Vegas is way too far. I'm not so sure. I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not so sure. Like that's his life. Um, could he navigate that for one final season for one more run in a ring? And oh, by the way, and I and I have no idea. I know it'll be a discussion, and it seems unlikely to me if you have Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, and let's say you know, obviously, if they win a Super Bowl, that's not a conversation. Maybe if they go to it, they wouldn't have much of a conversation. But if you lose because for the third year in four, you've made it at least as far as a championship, and maybe to two Super Bowls, and didn't get over the hump because your quarterback's not good enough, when your defense clearly is, when your personnel and offense clearly is when your run game clearly is, when your offensive line is elite, if you don't win because your quarterback position, why the hell wouldn't you take a flyer on a guy that's been begging since he was eight years old to play for the 49ers? I, I think it would have to be, and it has been before, a conversation with John Lynch and, and uh, Kyle Shanahan. And, and for that reason, I think what happens to the 49ers in this championship game may eventually matter. It may matter to Tom Brady. Don't know how much. Don't know that they would pull the trigger out there in San Francisco. They give up a heck of a lot of compensation for Trey Lance, three number ones, all of that. Um, and, you know, all he did was get hurt. He didn't necessarily disappoint him, but they weren't winning uh, the way they are now. So who's to say they wouldn't take a shot at it? And then you go beyond that. We still know what's going to happen to Miami. Every day they talk about how two is their starter, that it's not negotiable. That's their guy. Forget about the concussions, all of that. Um, there's other teams out there that, you know, you've heard. Um, Tennessee, Carolina, right? The, the Raiders. 
The Raiders, right, with Josh McDaniel. But but really, there's a couple dominoes that have to fall. And and maybe maybe things will change after the Cowboys lost. They're 0-7 in the divisional playoffs since 97, right? Second straight year, they've lost to the 49ers and been eliminated. Did Mike McCarthy do enough to keep his job? Because Sean Payton's out there. And, and, and I think there's a lot of head coaching openings, obviously. I think there's like five. And Peyton is the domino that has to fall first, right? Like they've all got to kind of fall in the line. I wonder if, if, if Jimmy, uh, if Jerry, Jerry Jones, after the game, I'm just, I'm really disappointed. I'm just, you know, I'm sick. I'm just sick. He keeps saying, I'm sick. Um, well, are you sick enough to fire Mike McCarthy? Are you? Because if you do, I would think Sean Payton would have a hell of an interest in that. Work for Jerry before, might be able to save Dak. Although I think I think Dak has proven he's not elite, right? We're going to talk about elite quarterbacks and what they look like. I don't think Dak is. It's unfortunate the Bucks allowed that defense allowed him to play the best game in his career under those circumstances with four touchdown passes and ran for another score. Um, and then you know the Niners got a hold of him. He throws two more picks. And there were there were huge interceptions, right? They led, mm-hmm. basically led to the 49ers winning. But I, I mean, there's a lot that can still happen in these playoffs. And if I'm Tom Brady, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm probably hoping that that Philadelphia exposes Brock Purdy, and they're not sure what they have in Trey Lance, and they either get back to the Super Bowl and lose it because the quarterback can't get them there, or maybe they can't get back to the Super Bowl because of the quarterback. Like that's that's probably what would even cause the conversation in the first place. They have such a good team everywhere else. They're, they're loaded. I mean, they, there's nothing they don't have. Um, but, you know, Tom's going to have options, and, and I really do believe he hasn't decided. And the reason is because he's keeping his circle really tight. Like, people that normally talk to me will not talk to me right now. And it's because the, Tom's not talking to them. Um, and the offers will come at him, and some will probably be surprised by, and others we won't. And maybe he decides to stay out altogether. But, you know, there, there's a lot of, of unknowns for him, one of which is who's the Bucks' offensive coordinator. There's like – so if there's five head coaching jobs or so, and there's probably another, I think, 10 or 12 – like there's a ton of offensive coordinator positions up right now. Yeah, four playoff so teams the, got rid of their offensive coordinators. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's happening each week. And so I don't – you know, I mean, Dallas could get rid of their offensive coordinator. Who knows? Well, no, they're, Kellen but, Moore it, may get a head coaching job. He may get a head coaching job, right? So that might be another one. Um, yeah, you just don't know. So there's going to be there's openings, and you think the Bucks are going to start to like move a little bit here quickly and try to fill it before you know things start moving and shaking with these other coaching staffs to start hiring head coaches. Dan Quinn now he's done in the playoffs. He's going to get a head coaching job here somewhere. He's I would say that between Sean Payton after him is probably Dan Quinn. You know, Dan Quinn is. Um, interviewed for a lot of jobs, been a head coach, was successful with Atlanta, done a heck of a job out there in Dallas with that defense. So there's going to be changes in, in Dallas for sure, even at just the quarter, corner coordinator position. But at some point, the Bucks got to move on somebody. You know, we're going to find out here, I would think, in a few weeks or maybe a few days who they're asking to interview. More teams are out of the playoffs now. I mean, it could be that they want to talk to somebody that's still in the playoffs, but those guys were able to talk last week. So we don't know, but I, I don't, I don't have any feeling really about what Tom is going to do, except that if he plays, it doesn't feel like it's Tampa. I would agree with Ian. I would agree with anybody that's quoted in there. We said it 
the night that they played their final game. It just felt like goodbye. It didn't feel like so long for now. And things can change, obviously. Um, but the Bucks, the Bucks have a lot of things to, to consider. You know, like I wrote this story over the weekend, and you can check it out in the Tampa Bay Times on TampaBay.com. They've got 24 free agents, man. 24 free agents, and they're like 50, almost $56 million over the salary cap. Now, $35 million of that is Tom Brady. He could do him a big favor by retiring because then they can move the money, like take like, I don't know, $12 million this year and 20 million next year um, after June 1st uh, if he retires. But if he plays, that's going to be a big chunk for them. Right? Well, but we talked about on earlier last week, the Glazers may just say, Payments due this year. We're taking all this hit this year. That's then. That's the other part. Maybe the they'd rather the thirty-five was, million come this year instead yeah, of spreading it, it out because the exactly you've, you've got a clean slate for twenty twenty-four. Exactly right. And 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 if they do that, they're not going to have money for free agents. Maybe they can do some accounting stuff. You know, Mike Greenberg's a savant. Um, the director, of vice president of football operations, does the cap. He's unbelievable how he can how he can man, manipulate those numbers and things. They need to sign Jamel Dean. That's a that's got to be a priority. We don't know what Brady's going to do. Let's throw him out of the equation for now. Um, but twenty four free agents, man, it, it's it's a lot. Okay, it's a lot, and not all of them are guys that they necessarily want back. There's some guys they probably would like to have back, like Anthony Nelson. Some guys that have shown some some improvement. Mike Edwards is their starting safety. He'd probably be a good guy to have a ball hawk back there. But you just you just can't do it. You know, you just don't have, you're not going to have that kind of salary cap room. And that's the first thing that Todd Bowles told his staff when he went in there before he started firing people was, hey, look, man, next year's going to be a little different. And I've compared it, not not that I know it's going to be or that I'm necessarily predicting it could be, but if they go the route of let's start paying the Super Bowl bill now rather than push it further, uh, assuming Tom doesn't come, this is all predicated on Tom not coming back, then I would think that, you're probably not looking at signing very many free agents. And if you don't sign many free agents on this team with as many as you have and your quarterback turns out to be Kyle Trask or a Blaine Gabbert uh, with that schedule, which remember now it's a first-place schedule. Forget that the Bucks were 8-9 were, uh, and nine. because they won their division. They're playing a lot of division champions. So it's a tough schedule on top of everything else. So I don't know, you know how, how well you can predict they're going to do against all those odds. It's going to be interesting, man. And, and these playoffs have been have been fun because I'm trying to kind of like watch and, and say, okay, what if the Niners get beat? What if Purdy isn't good? What if they win? What if they win big? What if they win a Super Bowl? Like there's a lot still to be to be determined uh in these in these postseason games. But wasn't surprise really there weren't really any upsets, right? Over the weekend. I think they were all you know, KC handled Jacksonville. The big thing's going to be Mahomes' ankle. We should get mm-hmm. into that here in just a minute. And I want to talk about the best quarterback right now in the NFL, and it might surprise you. But first, let's uh, tell you guys about May Electric Solar. You want to save money on your electric bill? We've got the people for you. They've been installing and operating solar electric systems for 12 years now. Now, there's a lot of these uh, sort of fly-by-night companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. And plus, get this, every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the main difference. If you visit their Hutchin showroom, Made Electric displays all its products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. 
Plus, they don't use subcontractors. All those people up there on the roof putting those in, that's Billy May's guy. You know exactly he's doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar. Here's the number, 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long and preserve the quality of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, best quarterback in the NFL right now is not Patrick Mahomes. Shocking. It's not Josh Allen either. It's your favorite quarterback, Steve Verstick, of your Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow is the next guy to me. He's the next dude. That dude is is Joe Cool. He is unflappable. He is productive. All he does is win, 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 no matter what, what, what. Um and he proved it. It doesn't matter where the game is. He can, he's, I think, 3-0 and in his last three games against Patrick Mahomes. He goes into the snow in Buffalo weather outdoors and just dominates the Buffalo Bills. And it's back to the AFC Championship again. And maybe, very likely, I think, back-to-back AFC Championships. Joe Burrow has only played three seasons. The first year, he got injured, right, mm-hmm. as a rookie. Uh, got sacked more than anybody. Tore his ACL late in the year. Came back, went to the Super Bowl. No one was predicting that. Lost, obviously, to the Rams. Or to, uh, yeah, to the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. And then this year, right back again in the AFC Championship game, going against Mahomes, who he has owned. And looks so unflappable doing it. And it didn't, like I said, the conditions were not ideal. This was Buffalo weather. And the Bengals are really, really good. They're really good. They started 0-2, and people were kind of like, eh, what the Bengals, what's happening, man? They're just not... And there was never any panic. Uh, they got it together. They can run the football. They sure as hell can throw it. And they play, they play better defense than I ever thought that they were capable of. I mean, this is a good defensive team. Their defensive coordinator uh, has been... The adjustments that they make on the fly for two years now have just been tremendous. Right. You know, right. They're not they're not the best defense. They're not San Francisco. You know, they're not that shutdown defense, but they make plays when they need to make plays. Right. You know, which is which no, is ultimately good, what you want out of your defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we know if the NFL's issued refunds yet for the conference championship? <laughs> well, it was so funny because after the game, you know, they're interviewing Joe on the on the field. It's like how much motivation was it? Everybody talking about that that neutral site game that was going to be played in league. He goes, yeah, well, I hope they get the refunds. <laughs> oh, you know, football to, players will use just... anything for a slight. Anything. Absolutely. And so you Absolutely. know, the, the fact that they were selling co- neutral site conference championship game tickets this week beforehand, they right. used it as motivation fuel. You know, we've known that with Tom Brady. Take anything you can get. And make make it Absolutely. a slight and use it for the motivation. better the player, the more they look for stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. I, mean, thing- I was surprised how Cincinnati dominated Buffalo. Oh, like I mean, you know, nobody surprised Cincinnati beat Buffalo. You knew right. it was going to be a really good game, right? Or you had hoped it was going to be a good game. I, I was surprised at the level of domination today. Not really in it. Yeah, not really in it. I mean, I mean shut them down. I mean. You and I were talking before the podcast. It, it's amazing how Buffalo can't run the ball. That's their Kelly's heel right and, there. And, and their defensive line, once they lost Von Miller, they 
There's, as you put it, there's no closers on that D line. No, they have no guy on third down that's going to come off the edge and make the play, or, or, or you know, if you need to shut down a game-winning drive or something like that. That's what they miss, and the inability to run the football. They've been able to hide that and shield that because they're putting so much on Josh Allen. You know, they're running power with this guy, and I'm scared to death for him that it's it, he's going to get beaten down. He, he's an enormous dude that that seems like he's capable of carrying the load, but. Their inability to run the football when they need to run it is what's caught them, especially if you think about Buffalo, right? You think about, you know, way back in the day when Jim Kelly and those teams were going to four Super Bowls and losing them. Um, you know, they had Thurman Thomas, man. They they ran the football. And in that kind of weather like it was on Sunday, you needed a running game. And you know who had a running game? The Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are tough running. They're tough running the football, man. And they didn't even have – what, two of their starting offensive line? Three. I know Alex Kappa's out. Three-fifths were out. Three-fifths of their offensive line, and they didn't touch Burrow. They really didn't. And they ran the football, and, and between, I mean, you know, these guys are good. I mean, they got a two-headed back back there. Uh, Pirine has been a nice addition to them. He really has, nice. and Mixon missed a few games this, this year, and Pirine really stepped he up. He still, still needs some help in the blocking protections, but sure, uh, as a runner. Young a, player. You know, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a rookie, so... Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a nice one-two punch with Joe Mixon. And I mean, you can't, you're not going to find a better group of receivers. I mean, it's not right. I mean, they're, they're loaded and, and, but Joe is that guy like Joe, Joe to me has more swag and more cool, but also more production in a short period of time, national champion, right? All the pedigree mm-hmm. in the world. Um, and and handles himself beautifully on and off the field. They say he's a nice guy. You talk to somebody with the Bengals that knows him very well um, and says he's just as you as he appears you know, on television. He's, he's humble. He's just cool, relaxed, uh, confident. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. But it's, 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 you know, it's, it's a, a quiet confidence, really. I mean, you know, um, and he's, his teammates love him. Yeah. What's not to love, man? Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude the dude is just focused, and he's always prepared, and you rarely – here's the thing about Joe is you rarely see him have an off day. You know, most quarterbacks, there's going to be that, you know, that day when he's just not quite on. He makes every play. I mean, he stands in there, and even if it doesn't go well early, it's going to go well late. Like, you never get the feeling that he's not going to make the next play. And um, they had good protection. I mean, like I said, Buffalo just couldn't get pressure on him. And when you do that, he's going to absolutely pick you apart. You know, if you don't get if you don't make him hurry hurry up his clock a little bit, I like the Bengals, man. I, I and and you made a good point before we came on. How many teams lose the Super Bowl that you even see in the next season? Right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen very often anymore. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, and it's, it's I I don't I, I have to go back and look, but three of the four teams in the conference championships are back from last year. That's true. Only the Eagles are where the Rams were. Right. Yep, just flip them, and, and the Eagles have had the best overall season. They obviously some hiccups when Jalen Hurts went down, um, but aside from that, and you know, and Hurts, to his credit, man, he played a complete game. Like he, you know, he attacked down the field, so he, you got to see the the throwing arm and the shoulder that's been that's been hurt. He ran the football on some designed runs, uh, but he was smart. He got out of bounds. He got down. He protected his shoulder. They said he practiced. Uh, Falling down on his left shoulder, you know, on his left side, um, so as not to, you know, hurt it with the collision on the ground. So he's he's the heart and soul of their team, and I 
I remember talking to this guy about what was three, probably four years now at the combine, and you didn't really know where he was going to get drafted. Ultimately, he got drafted late in the second round. Um, but man, he's so impressive to talk to. I remember coming out of there saying, "I don't know what the Bucks are going to do," you know. And at that time, I think they had Jameis Winston. I think, um, but I, I was just like, I would want Jalen Hurts on my football team, whether he ever played or not. Whether he ever played it down, I'd want him on my football team. You know, so there's the list of young rookie quarterbacks: Brock Purdy, Mark Chance, Sanchez, Joe Flacco, Ben Roethlisberger, and yes. Sean King to reach the conference championship. How about that? 1999. He was the first in the modern era since they uh, created this round in 1970. Sean King's getting a lot of run these days because of Brock Purdy, so good for him. But, yeah, your your championship games are set, man. And I don't know, early on, I here's what I think, I think, as Peter King would say. I think that the Eagles are going to, kind of dominate the 49ers in a way. Now, that sounds weird because the Niners' defense is so good, and it's really good. Eagles' defense is really good, too. And it's going to come down to the fact that I think Jalen Hurts can make plays, and I don't know that Brock Purdy is going to make enough of them. I think I think the Eagles can shut down at some point well enough the 49ers' run game and put it on this young kid's shoulders. And I just don't know. I mean, he's done everything to this point, but the game's in Philadelphia – they they just stomped the Giants like it wasn't like a it was a beat down man they really they really dominated that game and they looked good doing it and they're a complete complete team they got a little bit of swag themselves that's a hard place to play don't know what the weather will be all of that um, but I I kind of like I like the Eagles and I like the Bengals going into this weekend because we haven't even talked about Patrick Mahomes that ankle is a problem now mm-hmm. I know he got through the game. That's a high ankle sprain. We know he got through the game with adrenaline. And, oh, by the way, when he went to halftime, probably took a needle. Let's be honest. Probably got a little tortle, whatever it is. Got back out there, finished the game. I can't imagine how he felt when he woke up on Sunday morning. And, and tomorrow will be worse. And I don't think he'll be able to practice all week long. I don't see him practicing because that ankle is going to be that sore. If he plays and he probably will give it a, sh- a, a, you know, probably give it a run, and why the hell not? Um, but I think, you know, for a guy like Mahomes who does so much with his legs, and I don't mean running the ball per se, but just the movement in the pocket, uh, throwing from different arm a- a- angles, being able to avoid the rush. If he's, if he's limited because of his mobility, it's not going to help him, you know, just not going to help him. And the Bengals have, and especially Joe Burrow, have just kind of owned him. Now the game's in Kansas city, really tough place to play, but this is a, this is a big story. Mahomes being injured like this is a big story because I really thought they were one of the best teams I've seen all year and really, frankly, thought that they would win the AFC until now. I think the Bengals have a really, really good shot at this, and especially if Burroughs' mastery kind of continues over Kansas City. So those are going to be great games, man. I'm looking forward to both of them. They're going to be uh, going to be interesting, and some of it will have something to do with maybe what ultimately Tom Brady decides. You know, and I'm not surprised that his teammates thought that he was done. That's the way everything that has happened during, before, and since. There's been a lot of conversation about Byron Left, which we could get into, about how, you know, Todd Bowles didn't like his offense from the beginning, wanted him to change, thought about firing him at the bye week, all those things. You can put all of that on Todd if you want to. Um, you know, they didn't get it done. 
and I don't know who the hell they're bringing in here next, but they need to get they need to get somebody because my whole thing is, you know, if you're that coordinator, who am I coming in to coach? Who's my quarterback? Is Brady back? Maybe Brady's waiting to see who they hire. So some movement needs to happen in the coaching ranks here so we get a better feel for things. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Lightning completed their road trip. They won three of five. They're home against Minnesota tomorrow night. I guess they'll have the uh, official celebration for Steven Stamkos' 500th goal, right? Yeah, they'll do something uh, before the game on the ice there. So if you're heading to the game, make sure you're in your seats before 7 o'clock as you want to see that ceremony. So, uh, yeah, Lightning, what? feels disappointing because you lost the last two games on the trip. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, as Stephen A. Smith would say, if uh, you told me going into the road trip, uh, you win three out of five, you take it. That's six points out of five games. It's in the road. That's what you're always looking for: is one more point than win. One more point. Or one more point games. in games, which they got. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, returning, I, think, I think they're playing. Well. Yeah, they got three games at home this week. Then they'll get a week off for the All Star break. So, and then you got two All Stars, which we've talked about, mm-hmm. in Andre Vasilevsky and uh, in Nikita Kucherov. So that'll be that'll be cool to look forward to down in Sunrise. Florida. Um, also, uh, get your mailbag questions in. I've got a bunch of... Com- Listen, Buccaneer Twitter, man. It's a, it's a dark... I've told you, it's a dark place with, with unpaved roads and broken glass and barbed wire and stuff. I, I Some of you guys are sending some e- some some questions and some emails in we got to get to. Um, so you can still do that. Uh, you can do that by sending to us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. My email address is rstroud. At TampaBay.com. Going to be an interesting week, conference championship week. Maybe the Bucks hire a coach or two. Uh, maybe they interview one anyway on offense. And they got, uh, I guess, they, well, not nine openings, but they obviously nine coaches are either fired or have retired. So um, they've got to deal with that issue as they go forward. And, and I think there'll be some movement maybe in the next week or two on the head coaching front, still waiting to see what Sean Payton does. I think that's sort of the domino that has to fall. And then after that, um, depending on which teams get eliminated and when, I think you'll see some stuff now with Dallas being eliminated. Maybe something happens there. So should be an interesting week in the NFL. You can read all about it on the Tempe Times and on TampaBay.com. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud the Tempe Times. Have a great day, everybody. 